everybody. I'm Lena. Say hi, Rob. Hi, Rob. We've been married for six years. No, it's not our first marriage. But hopefully it's our last. We're committed to making this one work. We will talk emotional baggage. Blended families. Love. Sex. Relationships. Life. We are here to help you with your baggage. So let's make sure that it fits in the overhead compartment. Because haven't we already paid enough? Life's too short to be weighed down by unchecked baggage. So sit back and enjoy the flight. Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode two of Unchecked Baggage, where we never charge to check your baggage and you can take as many baggage as you want on the flight. But we'd like to get rid of some of those bags, if yes. at all possible. We're trying to get rid of some of them. <laughs> so I'm sitting along with my co-host, Lena. Say hi, Lena. Hello. My name is Rob, if you don't know. I didn't know we were going to do this episode topless. I like what I see, though. <laughs> Thanks, babe. So this week, we're going to talk about the importance of couple friends. What's couple friends? Couple. Two. So you know what a couple is? You go to school? I understand what a couple is. So couple friends are a couple of friends? A couple of friends that have couple, that are couples. Okay. And if you have two couple friends, then you would have four friends. So if you're like a married person, you have another friend or you have more married friends. Well, you don't have to be married. You can just be a couple, you know, maybe you've been in a long-term relationship. You're not married yet because you're afraid to get married. That's still a couple. So being in a couple and having friends that are other couples. Right. Got it. Couple friends. Okay. okay? I mean, let's face it. You and your spouse not can connect any better if you're on Facebook all the time posting and your wife is in the corner and getting your socks for the wintertime, right? Right. On the other hand, when you're spending time with one another, with another couple, it's exciting to see your partner engaging with and entertaining others. You see a side of your spouse that you don't see all the time. It's like, look, somebody else finds them interesting besides me. Well, sometimes we don't find each other all that interesting. So it probably does help to go out with other people. No, we just stare at each other. I can't (laughs) even know what to say. Also, it could be a gauge for your relationship. Doing things with other couples makes you think about your relationship because of how the other couples interact. So mm-hmm. like if they get into an argument, how they handle that argument could be a gauge for how we want to do things or not do things, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe one of them's a big crybaby and is rude and mean to the other person. And we say, hey, let's don't do that. Let's respect each other's opinions. Yeah, makes sense. Or maybe one talks all the time and the other one doesn't let them talk. And then we can say, hey, you know, notice how. One person can never get a word in. Let's try not to be like that. Let's try to let both of us in the in the conversation. Well, I bet some people have definitely talked about how not to handle things after seeing us interact. What do you mean? You know, <laughs> you know, like that time in uh, St. Lucia where I got so mad at you that I stormed off and tried to find plane tickets to leave the island because I didn't want to spend another day with you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember that. I gave you like a 15 minute cool down period before I went back to the cabin and then I put my arm around you and wouldn't let you get out of bed. (laughs) You're just lucky. I couldn't find any plane tickets. You're lucky you have to go to the bathroom because you wouldn't be able to get up. (laughs) That actually ended up being the best vacation ever. It was so much fun. It was awesome after that one time. So what's good about having friends? So here are three things. One, it increases your attraction to one another. As you watch your spouse interacting with other couples and the other couple seems to be impressed, that could be a turn on. Mm-hmm. Right. I can see that. Yeah. So according to relationship expert, Dr. Wendy Walsh, author of the 30 day love detox research found that couples are more attracted to each other when they're out on a date with another couple instead of romantic one between just the two of them. It's sexy to see your significant other in his or her public persona and watch that male, male and female, female competition. What do you think she means by competition? Oh, you know, like 
when I go out with another couple, I wear shirts that show muscles because I want to <laughs> exert my dominance over the other male. Oh, okay. And then, and, uh, you know, like I'll dress up more when we go out with you, I just put a hat on or something. And then the, the women will, you know, maybe dress sexier, maybe put on more makeup to be, and be more flirtatious because they want attention from the male. Mm. because they not not sexual attention but you know they want to be engaging to another male besides just their husband or their spouse i think it's you just want to be engaging to the you know just to the people because it's like you've got company you know you've got company so you want to be engaging and and uh interesting true that's true yeah when you are with other couples you work harder to be interesting and there's another when there's another couple to impress your spouse is probably tired of hearing your stories mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm making tired of hearing my stories. And it's good to hear tales from other couples. This can also lead to adventures for you to try. Like if you're having a, a dinner with a couple and they talk about, hey, we went camping and we slipped in the back of our car or our SUV. And you're like, wow, we never thought about that. So it can also add to your adventures of stuff you want to try. Mm-hmm. That's definitely true. I know we've got, we've got some friends that that we've done things with that we wouldn't have tried on our own. Yeah. And that's so. from if you didn't have a couple of friends, we never would have tried it. Yeah, exactly. Like the hot lube. Anyway, <laughs> what's number two, honey? It creates a support system. So relationships can be hard work at times and they have their ups and downs. So if you are around another couple that you can talk to that understands what it's like to be in a committed relationship, it gives you somebody to talk to that can help you work through those problems. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can definitely see that. I, I know that some of my married friends, my married lady friends, they definitely can I relate a lot better than maybe my single friends. I mean, I appreciate my single friends too, but um, you can relate on relationship top- topics a lot more. Because I would think that another married friend would be more willing to say, hey, this is how you work it out. They, they'll be more tending to work, say, work it out instead of just leave them. Like a single friend, like just leave them, then you're single and you can hang out with that person. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I can see that. Okay. So also overlapping friends can protect your relationship. So it's okay for each person to have their own friends, but you should know who they are. If your spouse is, you know, you should know who they are. So like if you have a male friend or I have a female friend, you should have at least met them once or twice so that you can have like a little bit of security that I'm not hanging out with some random person that I just met. So like if I'm saying I'm having an app hour with, with Lisa and you never met Lisa, Mm-hmm. That that's going to raise some red flags. Yes, it would. Yes, yes, it would. I don't know Lisa, but anyway, <laughs> I'm thinking, who's Lisa? Yeah, see, so it's important to meet the single friends or the other friends that aren't couples. So, what about when married people have single friends, especially like if you're if you've got a friend of the opposite sex, if you're straight or maybe same sex if you're gay, is that a no go? I don't think so because you have single friends that I've met. And mm-hmm. I like your single friends. Yeah. I mean, I think it happens a lot when you've got friends from your life before your relationship. So it's not like I've gone out and found new guy friends, but you know, I have especially one particular guy friend that I had before you and I met. And so I think we just, you just got to set boundaries, you know, for the relationship. You got to figure out what your spouse is comfortable with. Um, the most important thing is having respect for your partner so that they have a comfort level with whatever friendships that you've got. So maybe you set some boundaries about where you're going to meet that friend. You know, it's probably not going to be like at a nice romantic dinner or anything like that. You know, maybe it's more like, hey, we're going to be for brunch or, hey, they're going to come over to the house and hang out and let's barbecue or something like that. I think the most important thing in that is that the 
person without the single friend should tell the spouse or partner with the single friend how they feel. So if you're uncomfortable with your spouse, say, going to lunch with somebody and you can say, I don't really feel comfortable with that. It might be an overreaction, but at least it starts a conversation of, hey, OK, well, why not? Blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So that way you don't get blindsided after they've gone out six times. And all of a sudden you're like, man, you should have been seeing this person for a long time. A lot of times you should you could have nipped it in the butt early. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I, I think it's your responsibility as the person with the friend to respect your partner's comfort level, too. I mean, unless you've got one of those, those partners that's just like insanely jealous, then you probably have other issues on your hands. Yeah, that's true. And it's, it's in, like in our case, like I met your single friends pretty soon in our relationship. So it wasn't like we've been dating for nine months and all of a sudden, oh, by the way, I got this single friend that yeah. was friends with before I met you. So yeah, that's very important also. And then you as the the partner with the friend, it's also your responsibility to talk positively about your partner to other people, you know, just so that you don't ever open up a door for any sort of infidelity or anything. Right. Emotional um, affair. Yeah. And you, you also have to make sure that your friends, no matter who they are, you know, male, female, whatever, that they're not destructive, destructive in any way to your marriage. And see, that's, that's, that's the hard part, especially, especially for males having female friends, because the male or me, if I was single, is always looking for a way into the female. So anytime, any <laughs> little, any little crack, like, oh, my husband doesn't mow the grass, then it turns into, well, I'll come mow the grass for you. Okay? Yeah. And then that pisses off the husband. Like, why are you getting your friend to come over here and mow the grass when I can do it? Well, you said you didn't want to do it. So I asked him, he said, oh my gosh, it, I would never do that. Then it turns into other stuff. So yeah. Very yeah. important. So how do you find friends? So how are a couple friends made? How are a couple friends made? Well, I'm glad you asked, Rob. You're I, welcome. I did some research and there are three different types of couples out there. One, there are seekers. And those are people that really want to meet other couples. They're definitely open to friendships. Two, there are keepers. They are happy with the friends that they've got, but may be opening to meet new people. And then three, they're nesters, small circle. Th those are people that are happy with a small circle of friends and they don't want to make any new friends. And any one couple can have a mix of the two different personality types. What do you think we are? Well, I'm a nester for sure. I've always been a nester my whole life because I don't seek new friends. Mm -hmm. If I make a friend, I make a friend. If not, big deal. And when we first met, you were a seeker. So you might still be a seeker. I think I'm at the keeper phase at this point. I think whenever we did first meet, I had lost all my friends from my previous marriage. You're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Thanks to you. No, I'm just kidding. No, it was thanks to them being jerks. So yeah, I, I was definitely looking for some new friends, especially after we moved into our new house. I was definitely a seeker at that point. But at this point, we've got some really good friends. And so I'm I'm in the keeper, keeper phase, I think. Right. It's not like collecting collectible stuff you know <laughs> right so it's like oh we have a four couple friends oh we lost a couple friends we need to find another one right if yeah it, and if it happens it happens yeah and and for me all friendships take work right so you don't want to like have so many friends that it just takes all day every day just to keep up with everybody because right. we don't have time for that so i think finding for us at least finding a couple of really good friends was key and i think we're there exactly we have brunch friends mm-hmm we have since since COVID hit, we hadn't really had a brunch friends lately. And then we have friends that we alternate going out with. 
Mm-hmm. And sometimes we, can, we put them all together and it's great. Yeah. I love having friends. So you're probably thinking, man, I don't know where to find friends. So let me help you out. So some of the places you can find friends is one, you can start at work. So usually you already have a relationship with the person at work and you probably know if they're single or married. So you can take that relationship and find out about their spouse. And if you think their spouse and your spouse will be a mix, then you can say, hey, why don't we do something? Mm -hmm. Okay. Some of my best friends came from work. Right. Now, the thing is, though, what do you do? Like, what can you pick to do where everybody will have a good time? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, you don't want to probably pick a dinner for the first time because then you're sitting at a table looking at each other. And if one couple is not very good at talking, then you have awkwardness of sitting there staring at each other waiting for the food <laughs> to come. That yeah. takes like an hour. So you probably want to pick fun activities like bowling, miniature golf, axe throwing. Axe throwing is my favorite. Yeah. I like axe throwing too. And the reason for that is because not only are you doing activities, but you know, the conversation is not forced because you're doing other stuff. So you're not just sitting there staring at each other. And also, if your spouse dominates the competition, well, that gets the juices flowing because you see how your spouse is so athletically gifted, <laughs> like me. <laughs> yes, I love watching you dominate the competition, yes. babe. And also, you know, if you're like if you're in Facebook groups, you know, if, if there's a Facebook get together, we've made some couple friends having like when we had a Facebook group meeting for dinner and there was about I don't know, 15 or 20 couples there and you meet people that way. Mm-hmm. And that's just like getting the conversation started because you're with a bunch of people, not just with one couple talking. Yeah. And you can kind of, I don't know, like do a trial run. Right. See. <laughs> right. Who do you get along with? Exactly. Uh, so there are some other ways to meet people too. So you can join groups in your community. So like Rob was just saying with the Facebook thing, we only old people are on Facebook, but that's us. We're old. We've met some people on Facebook and, or you could do other community groups like within your city. Or um, if you're, if you've got kids, you can invite another school parent and their spouse out that whenever my kids were a lot younger, that's where I would meet most of my friends because we had something immediately in common. Yeah. When I coach soccer, that's how we made a couple of friends. Mm hmm. There are also, in today's technology age, um, there are a bunch of apps that you can use to connect with other couples. So there, Wait, what's an app? Shut up. Oh. So there are some apps called, okay, here, here are four of them. Uh, one is called Coupler. One is called Couple Hang. One is called Couples List. And one is just called Couple, K-U-P-P-L-E. So I've heard of one called Grinder. What about that? Can you meet couples on that one? I'm sure you could, but it's probably a little bit different than what we're talking about here. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, because I think it says grinder meet new friends. So I don't <laughs> No, Don't go there. You seem very familiar with this. Uh, I'm familiar with everything, babe. <laughs> okay. So another thing to keep in mind is, is to compromise. Okay. So if you find a set of friends and just because you don't all get along perfectly, that's no reason to stop seeing those friends. Like if we go out with another couple and I don't really get along with the other person, which is not our case. But if it didn't, I would still go out with that couple of friends because you like the other person and relationships are about give and take. So even though I don't really like doing some stuff, I do it because it makes you happy. And that leads to sexy time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, anytime true. you can spend with your spouse is worth it, even though you might feel uncomfortable, but sometimes you do it because your spouse likes to do it. Yeah, I think as long as you go with a really good attitude, then it's fine. Right. You know, just go have fun, no matter who you're with. Drink. Drinking helps. Yes. So there are some things to watch out for because 
just like any regular friendship, a friendship with another couple can have some pitfalls. Couple friendships, they're not always positive. They could be toxic just like any other friendship. So for example, if you're going out with someone or with another couple and they're just not happy together, um, maybe one of them talks down to or bad about the other, or maybe everybody gets along in your group except just one person, you don't have to, you know, you don't have to hang out with those people. No, that's if, true. If it doesn't make you happy, don't do it. You know, cause you may find it, maybe they're in a, an abusive relationship or something and which is terrible, but you know, those are probably not the people you want to hang out with. Of course, if any, if you ever find that anybody's in an abusive relationship, definitely try to get them help. But I'm just saying that, you know, couple friends are maybe that you're just not a good match with everyone. Also, there could be a couple that's just non-reciprocal. So you've got a couple that are just like, they don't ever ask you to go anywhere. You're always the one asking them to go somewhere. And so, you know, maybe just stop asking them or maybe they're too reciprocal and they want to go out all the time and you're just too busy to do that. I think you have to find a, a couple or, or couples that are kind of on the same level as you are as far as how much time or, you want to spend together. Or you have the non-committers where you'll say, hey, let's plan to go someplace in a month or two, like to on a trip, get a cabin or whatever. And you got couples that say, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. And then it comes time and they're like, oh, no, we can't do it. So it's very important to. Yeah, just do what you're going to. I mean, if you don't want to do it, just say you don't want to do it. Don't drag it out, you know. Yeah, yeah. If that happens too often, then probably so, not going to hang out with them. So what do you do if you have a couple friend and you, only one of them is worth hanging out with and the other person might be toxic or, you know, gets really drunk and acts like an asshole? I think that's when you just make it where, I mean, like ladies night instead uh, of instead of couple you know couple things or guys night i mean the lady yeah. could be abusive and drunk yeah 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 okay. i'm just thinking about me i'd be like hey let's go for ladies night yeah but it does make it harder to hang out because then it's just because then you have to fit ladies night in with all the other couples and everything else that kind of that that's a really good point because that that is kind of hard. I mean, because I've got some friends um, that are single, and I love my single friends, but it is really kind of hard to make as much time for them because I'm trying to spread my time out among so many different people. That you know, I mean, like I I love you, and I want to spend as much time with you as I can. I mean, not, I don't have very much time to live. That, <laughs> don't say that. <laughs> anyway, not that I want you up my ass all the time, but I do like spending wait, wait, time wait, with wait. you. What was that? You know what I mean? Oh, I heard. I just heard up the no, ass. I, <laughs> anyway, I got excited for a second. Sorry, sorry about that. Anyway, sorry, sorry everyone. Yeah, so I uh, just try to spread my time out between everyone, and sometimes it's kind of hard just to to be able to make time for the kids, make time for the spouse, make time for the friends. And so, if you can ever get everybody in a big group thing, then you, you know, you got like a a twofer, you know, right. or you know what I mean. And then if you brought your single friend over like to party and there's two couples and a single friend and sometimes a single friend feels a little awkward. Yeah. Yeah. So that's another issue too. That's hard. So I think the, the overall point here is that you've got to find friends that are a good match for you. You've got to find ones that, you know, are a good match as far as their temperament, your temperament, you know, the kind of things that you like to do and the level of involvement that you want to have with friends. Uh, the next thing I wanted to talk about was what about when your friends get divorced? So you've got a couple friend, you know, friend, friend, friends that are a couple and they get divorced. What happens then? Well, pre-marriage friends, they tend to stick together. So if you had those friends prior to their marriage, then you're probably still going to be friends with them. 
or whichever one of them that you were friends with before. But oftentimes friends do disappear when you get divorced. Um, I know that that happened to me for sure. And it was, I think losing my friends was actually more painful than my actual divorce. Why was that? Because by the time I got to the point that I was going to divorce, I had already emotionally disconnected because it was my, the divorce was my choice, Mm -hmm. but my friends, I wasn't prepared for that loss. So that was, that was really tough. It happens for a lot of reasons. I, I think a lot of times people, you know, whenever someone's getting divorced, they think, oh my gosh, what if it's contagious, you know, or uh, maybe they just don't know who to be friends with, who they, who they should have the loyalty to. Maybe they don't want to hear the negativity because when you're going through a divorce, I mean, let's face it, you're going to be a little bit on the negative side uh, and maybe they don't know what to say. I think some of it is that in your particular case, some of your friends wanted to do what you did. They wanted to get divorced, but they didn't have the guts to do it. Mm-hmm. So they were probably envious of like, I wish I could do it because about a year later they were divorced also. Oh, so that's, that's a good point. And then as far as a couple friend go, I think what it turns into be is if you're hanging out with another couple friend and then one of them gets, and you get, the, and that other couple gets divorced, then you have, then it's like they each move on to somebody else. And then they are going to go out with the wife and her new boyfriend and the husband and their new boyfriend. And they'll feel weird because they have to take everything back they learned to the other couple. Oh, but I mean, you, you know, shouldn't do that. I know. But so that's probably why they don't do it. That's probably why they say once the divorce, they probably just pick one and hang out with that one. Yeah. Person. Cause you don't want to feel like a mole. Right. But right. then it'll be, Hey, so what, did, what, when Lena's hanging out with you guys, or just, how's, how's the new boyfriend and all that kind of stuff. So if they don't hang out with you at all, they can avoid all that drama. Makes sense. All right. So, Time for some fun facts, okay? I love the fun facts. I know you do. So the first fun fact is, is, as odd as it may be, friends tend to have a similar genetic makeup. No wonder you sometimes consider your closest friends to be family. Hmm. That's interesting. Yeah. I hope that doesn't mean DNA, but anyway, it doesn't really matter. I know none of my friends showed up on my ancestry, Ancestry.com results. Yeah, that would be kind of weird. Okay. The second fact is lonely people. Listen up to me, okay? Having zero friends is as bad for your health as smoking or being overweight. Huh. Why do you think that is? Well, probably because I would guess that lonely people are probably more depressed because they don't have any friends. And depression leads to other things like overeating, no getting that any no activity, and so high blood pressure, and that's basically the same thing as smoking. Make friends, people. Make friends. Lots and lots of friends. <laughs> well, that is it for our second episode. We did it. Thanks for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you, all three of you, in fact, and we'll see you back here in two weeks. It's time for a stupid pun. You ready? Mm-hmm. Our friends love to go out and eat together. I guess you could say we're taste buds. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Thank you all so much for listening to us. For relationship advice or to tell us how great we are, please email us at unchecked.af at gmail.com. We can also be found at unchecked.baggage.co or on Facebook by searching at unchecked.af. Our Twitter handle is at unchecked.baggia1 or search for unchecked.af on Instagram. Thank you to Jessica at jessiebcreative.com for our awesome cover art. And thanks to everyone for listening to Unchecked Baggage and check Check your your baggage baggage at the the door. door.